0: When I was a senior in high school, um, I went on a mission trip to Peru, and it changed my life. It really did. Uh, we uh, went with a medical clinic. And, uh, and, and, and we set up a medical clinic in a little town called uh, Concepcion um, uh, in the middle of the Andes Mountains. And uh, it, it, uh, we, we brought some doctors and, uh, and some nurses and uh, some, some willing people that, uh, that were willing to, to be a nurse uh, for a week and uh and we set up in this in this tiny little community center we set up a medical clinic uh, we have brought some uh some eyeglasses that that we had sort of uh suitcases full of them that we had sort of sorted out beforehand and wrote all the prescriptions on um that that we're going to be able uh, to give people um, we brought uh, some basic um over-the-counter medications and antibiotics and, um, and and and, uh, and we brought a dentist who was able to do some dental work. Um, when when people found out that we we're setting up a medical clinic, um, people came from uh, from 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 the surrounding towns and uh and very quickly uh we had to we had to organize a system um uh to to keep uh, uh to, to make sure that everyone was seen in the order that they came and so we wound up taking a sharpie and, and putting numbers on, on on people's hands uh so that everyone would get seen in the order that they came and um and the team i was on my job uh, was to have vacation bible school for the people waiting some people came in the morning and they uh, and they waged all day, and so uh, so we played with their kids, um, taught them Bible stories, sang songs, uh, played games, uh, tried to tried to keep uh, tried to keep the atmosphere uh, uh, fun while uh, while uh, while people were waging um, to to be seen. I'll never forget that first day, uh, we went to go have lunch somewhere off-site uh, just for the mission team. And, uh, and when we came back, um, uh, the, the people that were there when we left, they hadn't left. They didn't go anywhere to have lunch. They, they, uh, they had their number, and they were waiting because they wanted to be seen that day. And um, I, I remember uh, thinking, gosh, these people are getting hungry. We need to get them something to eat. So I went to one of the adults, uh, uh, one of my youth leaders named Jay, and I said, said, said Jay, um, these people are really hungry. Um, should we feed them? And, uh, and he looked around and there was a hundred plus people there and said, you know, they, the, the organization we're working with only bought enough food for the people on the team. We really don't have any food to give them. Um, and, you know, they're happy to be here. Right? Uh, they, you know, they, they traveled all this way with hopes of being seen. Um, no, one's, no one's upset. right? Uh, they'll probably eat when they get home. Now, halfway through this sentence, I think Jay changed his mind. And so Jay said, but you know what? Why don't we go to town and see what we can find? And so Jay and I uh, walked into the town, and I mean, it was a very small town, and we found uh, this small uh, uh, panaderia. Now, I know very little Spanish, but I knew pan was bread, right? And so this was probably a a bakery or a bread store or something. And so we went into the Panaderia, and what you need to not picture is like a Sara Lee outlet, right? That, that's not what this was. This was like someone's home with a little store up front. And all the bread they had was what was left over from yesterday or what was baked that morning. And so we were looking at maybe 30 loaves of bread if we bought the whole store. And a hundred-plus people back at the site. And I'm not very good at math, right? And so um, Jay and I were standing there, and we were both having sort of the same thought. This is nowhere near enough. How far could this possibly go among so many? How far could this possibly go among so many? I thought about that this week because that is the question that that the disciples ask Jesus. How far could this go among so many? Now, you have to keep in mind that they weren't expecting that crowd that day. Uh, they didn't put out flyers and, and, and everyone cross their fingers and say, and say, I hope 5,000 people come to this service. That's not what happened. Jesus and the disciples were just minding their own business, but word had gotten out. Word had gotten out that, that, that Jesus was a healer. That Jesus could, could, could cure what ails you. That, 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 that someone's uh, cousin's brother's roommate had encountered this man named Jesus and, and, and he couldn't walk before and now he was walking. Or he couldn't see before and now he could see. And so 50, uh, uh, so 5,000 men plus their women and children turned up to where Jesus was. Hoping. To experience his healing power. And so they had a logistical problem. Jesus goes up to Philip and says, well, where are we gonna get the bread to feed all these people? Now, Philip brings up the money cost, right? He says, listen, If we had half a year's wages with us, that would probably buy enough bread to give each of these people one bite. But Philip knew full well the other logistical problem with that, right? Um, when, uh, when, when you picture uh, going into a village in Galilee um, uh, to buy bread, you've got to picture a situation like that panaderia, right? You've got to picture a situation where, uh, where it's the front of someone's home and they've got all the bread um, left over from the day before and all the bread they baked that morning. They could raid all of the, the bread stores and all of the villages in Galilee and still probably not have enough to feed all of those people. Now, Andrew speaks up and he says, Well, there's this, there's this kid over here. He's got five loaves and two fish. But how far will that go? among so many? How far could that possibly go among so many? See, that's the question we ask, don't we? When confronted with the enormity of of human need, right? Not, not, not just in, in, in the world or, or in our nation today, in our own community, when we're confronted with the enormity of human need. So many times we're, 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 we're paralyzed with the thought of what we don't have, with the thought of, of what we can't afford, with the thought of, of, of the time and the energy that is not at our disposal. We have a scarcity mindset, and so we ask how far can it go? How far uh, can our church's finances go? How far can, 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 can our small pool of volunteers go? How, 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 how far can, can our limited facilities and limited resources go when the problem is so great? We find ourselves paralyzed by this sort of scarcity mindset. We find ourselves focused on what we don't have. And so you're getting a meeting, a ministry of council meeting, like the one we have this afternoon, right? That everyone should be at. Um, we get in these meetings, and, uh, and, 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 and 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 we have great ideas, maybe visions that, that, that the Spirit has laid on our hearts. But then we think about all of the logistics. We think about all that we don't have and all that we can't do. And we say, how far could it go, really? All we've got is this paltry offering. So Jesus looks at the disciples. And he basically says don't you worry your pretty little heads about that, right? We're told he already had in mind what he was going to do. Jesus already has a plan. He already had a vision for how this was going to go, and he didn't feel the need to share it with his disciples, right? We we love to, to, to you know, um, uh, uh, shame on the disciples for not having faith, right? Gosh, if I was there, I would have seen all those miracles, right? And, and, and I would have faith, right? And we always we say, well, they saw this miracle. They saw that miracle. They saw that other miracle. Why could they still not have faith? But let's take the disciples' side for just a second. Jesus hasn't shared his plan with them. So far, they have no plan to have faith in, right? Now, they've seen water turn into wine. They've seen the healings. They believe in Jesus' miraculous powers. Maybe if Jesus pulled them aside and said, Guys, I have an idea. Remember how I turned water into wine? I can also multiply bread, multiply fish. I need you to trust me on this. You bring me all the bread you have, and I will make it more than enough. Maybe if the disciples had heard that, they would have said, well, Jesus says he can do it, he can do it. I have faith in that. But Jesus says, don't you worry your pretty little heads. I've got a plan. Have the people sit down. Jesus doesn't offer a plan for the disciples to have faith in. He offers himself. Likewise with us. Jesus doesn't always offer a plan. But he offers himself. And so he takes the bread... And he blesses the bread. He probably says that, that ancient uh, Jewish prayer. Blessed are you, O God, King of the universe, who brings forth bread from the earth. Bless this bread. And then he begins to distribute it. And he keeps breaking and breaking and breaking and breaking and breaking, and everyone has their fill. 5,000 men and their wives and their children, and they have 12 baskets left over. Now, I'm not very good at math, right? Um, Uh, uh, The kids work on their math homework and they're on their own, right? I I, I have nothing to offer them. But I know this, five loaves then 12 baskets of leftovers, that's more than you started with, right? And I know this. Jesus equals more than enough. Jesus doesn't need us to have the plan. Jesus doesn't need us to have the resources. Jesus doesn't need us to have everything figured out. He needs willing hands and willing hearts. And willing hands and willing hearts plus Jesus equals enough. Willing hands and willing hearts plus Jesus equals everybody fed. Willing hearts and willing hands plus Jesus means more than enough left over. Don't tell me about what we can't do. Don't tell me about what we don't have. And not mention the name of the one we do have. See, we so often have this attitude of scarcity when Jesus offers himself an abundance. When Jesus promises to work out the plan. When Jesus promises to be the difference maker for us. Don't talk to me about what we don't have. Talk to me about the one we do have. Who is more than enough. So Jay and I were standing in that panaderia. We're sort of staring at each other and Jay said, well, we can feed the kids, right? This is probably enough to feed the kids. We'll feed the kids. And the parents will probably be happy uh, that, that we fed the kids and, uh, and they'll eat when they get home. And so we bought up the whole store um, and the whole store uh, we carrying about two bags. And, um, and, and we came back to the site and through a translator we had the kids line up and we started giving loaves of bread to the kids. Now, what the kids did was not what I would do if I were really hungry and someone handed me a loaf of bread, which is go to that corner over there and start eating, right? The kids went back to their families. And when they went back to their families, um, they, started, uh, they started breaking up the bread, and they had enough. And we had a couple left over, and we noticed that, that some of the families were larger, and so those loaves of bread weren't going as far, and so we, had, we gave the couple of loaves of bread left over to the larger families. Now, I'm not saying this is like a supernatural event here. But what I am saying is it was enough. The next day, we got up in the morning and our mission leader, um, Roger Jurek, who some of you know, our mission leader uh, 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 said to us, you have to be prepared. Word has gotten out. The first day is always the slowest, but once that word of mouth gets going and people know that there's a free clinic in the area, we're going to have like four times the numbers we had yesterday. And it is just, you're going to be busy, 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 busy all day. And he was right. He knew what he was talking about. And so after lunch, Jay and I look at each other again. And we say, well, there, we'll this time we'll feed the kids. And so we go back to the panaderia. And, uh, and, and the baker uh, must have figured we were coming back uh, because he, he baked about four times what he baked the day before. I'm here to tell you, it was enough. The next day, it was enough. The day after that, it was enough. The day after that, we got to go home. Right? It was enough. I've experienced this over and over and over in my life and my time in ministry. That, 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 that every time uh, we offer our paltry offering to Jesus, willing hearts and willing hands always equals enough. You know, that, that, uh, that group that went to Eastern Kentucky back in the fall, we had two days two days to do a whole lot of work this woman needed her house gutted and uh and and just about everything uh, was eaten up with mold and boy we worked hard for two days but there was a lot of kind of hand-wringing and despairing there was a lot of gosh is this gonna make a difference are we really able to save anything for this lady? Is, 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 is just two days of work, is, 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 is that really going to accomplish anything? I'm here to tell you it was just enough. Because of that two days of work, she was able to get on a FEMA list for her house to be rebuilt. See, a house has to be a house has to be gutted uh, before uh, before FEMA will 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 even consider rebuilding it. And the work that we did, we didn't finish it, mind you. The work that we did was just enough. Last spring, um, we wanted to s- send all of our kids to camp. All of our kids that wanted to go, we wanted to pay the whole way. Um, weren't exactly sure how we could do it or if we could afford to do it, uh, but, but we told all y'all that we wanted to do it. We were at the river one day, and we passed around the hat, and it was just enough. You know, I think we had like $9 left or something like that. It was just enough. Time and time again. Willing hands plus willing hearts plus Jesus equals just enough. Don't talk to me about what we can't do. Don't talk to me about what we don't have. Talk to me about the one we do have. Who offers himself in abundance. Who is just enough. Which brings me to the uh, sales pitch. Last week, if you all were at the Unity Service over at Bethany, um, we talked a little bit about, uh, about this little form you've got on the back of your bulletin called Count Me In. And uh, these are some ways that the mission team have come up with that anyone here can be um, in ministry and mission here in Grayson County, um, and uh, and so I told you all, think about it. Maybe bring it back next week. Uh, maybe give it to me now. You know, I, I told everyone to reflect on it and think about it. Um, two people uh, gave me their form last week. They were both related to me. <laughs> I think we can do better than that, right? We've identified some needs, all right? And what I want to challenge you to do is not to think about what you don't have, but think about what you do have. Now, I don't want to receive one of these back and, like, all of them are checked off, right? No one person can do everything on this list, but everyone can do something, right? And so don't think about what you don't have. Don't think about what you can't contribute. Think about what you do have we need people who are willing to be informed about local hands-on mission projects people who have hammer will travel right Uh, who uh, who might uh, might be interested in raking or weeding or 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 doing some kind of hands-on project uh, 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 we're, we're working with, with, with First Methodists. They're doing a good job um, uh, of, of identifying uh, homes that need some work and they're going to let us know when they have projects lined up. And all I'm asking is for you to be in the loop, for you to be on the email, right? That when one of these projects shows up on a Monday and I can't get before everyone on Sunday, right? I, 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 can, I can let people know about this and maybe you've got the time and maybe you want to be a part of it right if so check that box off maybe you love to show your love by cooking a meal right and and I think sometimes we, we uh, you know when, when there's a when there's a death or, or or when someone's sick maybe sometimes we ask the people we're we're used to asking and, and some people say to me well how come no one ever asked me right And so we're we're just going to make that loop a little bit larger. And if you want to be part of cooking meals for people, check that off. Are you interested in going to places like eastern Kentucky and being involved in some of our overnight mission trips? Nogus, you're not making an ironclad promise you can go. You're saying, I'm interested. I would like to hear about it. I would like to learn more. Are you interested in going uh, to Nicaragua? this summer, and being part of that mission trip. Would you like to help make contact with Care Portal families? Maybe you can't do anything with your hands, right? But you can offer a smile and a kind word. And on behalf of the church, you uh, want to make contact uh, with me, uh, with families that are struggling, trying to keep their kids out of foster care, or maybe families that have just had new kids uh, come into their homes through the foster care program. And we're meeting their needs, and we'd like to know them to know that we're here and that we love them, and that you would be willing to be the face of that. Maybe you'd like to help me visit with, uh, with our shuggins and, and people in the hospital. You know, these staying age pastors aren't supposed to go alone, They're supposed to take someone with them. It's often better when, when people see another smiling face, someone that they know and love. Maybe we've got this food box out here, and we're thinking uh, of, of, of getting this rotation where someone can adopt the food box uh, one, you know for a week every couple of months. And in that week, you would make sure to get stocked and make sure that we have all the supplies we need over here. Maybe you'd be willing to do that. Maybe you'd like to help buy stuff. Right? Uh, maybe you can't do the mission project but you can help provide some of the supplies that are needed. When we went to Eastern Kentucky I found out on a Monday that we needed these box fans to take with us and I, I couldn't get in front of the church between Monday and when we were supposed to leave. And so I put it on Facebook I said we need box fans. By the end of the day um, I had the box fans that I needed. Uh, um, uh, uh, someone that's connected with the church that, uh, that doesn't live in the area purchased it through Walmart and I went and picked it up in Galax. Maybe you're willing to do something like that to, to purchase items uh, for care portal requests or for, uh, for other mission projects that are going on. We need people committed to praying for the mission of the circuit. I believe that these, these things go better when people are praying. I believe that, uh, that, that, that when you pray for a mission, that, 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 that God lays uh, something on your heart that you can do or a way that you can help, or, uh, and, and that God, uh, somehow um, everything just goes smoother, and we're protected. I know some of y'all were praying for us when we were in eastern Kentucky. Not one person got hurt until they got home. Don't think about what you don't have. Think about what you do have. Think about what it is that, that God is calling you to share. And if, you're, uh, and if you're wondering how far your effort could possibly go, if, if, if you're wondering what all the logistics are or, 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 or how it will work, don't worry your pretty little head about that. Just say, "Here I am. Send me." Because this table we come to this morning is not a table of scarcity. It is a table of abundance where Jesus offers himself in body and in blood freely for all. He doesn't call us to to, to sit in a corner with it and hoard it to ourselves, but to go share Christ with the hungry world. I don't know how far this will go. But I do know if we have willing hands and willing hearts and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ it will be enough. It will be more than enough. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank mm-hmm. you.